Are there things in life that scare you a little? But excite you a lot? Are you chasing those things? Are you letting fear dictate your life? If you're ready to break free from that cage of fear and to live an abundantly happy life, then you're in the right place. I guarantee you, you will be happier for seeking what sets your soul on fire. Join Lindsay Hanlon as we explore paths, passions, and purpose that guides us towards our best selves. This is the Winging and Rise Up Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Wing It Rise Up. Today I have with me Adam Lamb, who I honestly really just met last week, but I was watching his intro on our um, Apex group we're both a part of, and he said he loves in his hobbies talking about faith. So I did not hesitate to bring him on. You guys know that that's how I roll. If I see something great in someone, I'm like, you've got to come on. He has great energy. I'm super excited to have him here today. And since we have just met, I'm going to let him do a big introduction about who he is, what he does, and all of that. And so with that being said, welcome, Adam, to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me on the show. Um, and, and the reason you you kind of triggered yourself to bring me on the show on faith is pretty cool, too. And uh, I think for me, I actually have only been a believer for five years, and so I I say that because I've I've built things that weren't faith based, and I've built things that are faith based, and the things that are faith based uh, have grown exponentially. And um, yeah, a little bit about me: I, I live in Texas, the Woodlands, Texas. Forty three years old, married fifteen years, couple awesome kids, and um, an entrepreneur. I, I, I kind of started the, I went full throttle entrepreneur side in 2023 i was in the mortgage space was a portfolio manager for quicken loans um started a little side hustle that side hustle started to grow i needed more time and i man, I was working like eight to eight as a portfolio manager then and so i i got an opportunity to go to a bank and uh where i could work bank hours <laughs> and uh which is like nine to five in my own office and i i was literally like building my my uh my side hustle and then eventually in 2013 I reached that point of like, I got to leave to go grow this to the next level. And, uh, and I, so I did in June, June, 2013. So I've kind of self-employed for the last almost 10 years and, uh, never looked back. I love it. So that's kind of, that's kind of the business side of things. Yeah. And I love that you're a recent, you know, your faith journey is more recent and I can speak to that as well. I mean, I've been a Christian my whole life, but I grew up Catholic and I, I really just feel like a lot of my faith journey was really going through the motions, right? Like you go to church with your parents, they have to drag you there because you don't want to go. You're a teenager. You don't understand it. You weren't getting it. And now where I'm at, I go to um, a Christian church, the Bible chapel, and I, I love it because we're in the Bible, but we're also getting like relatable, um, you know, like a sermon that's relatable. We're understanding more and more about what everything means. And I never really truly got that. And so I feel like I could never really understand everything fully and I couldn't really get it. And a lot of my most recent faith journey came from, you know, losing my grandparents and watching that, you know, okay, like that perspective of we're not all going to be here forever. I mean, it changed me like it, like in every sense of the way, just being with them. I mean, I was very close to my grandparents. I was lucky, lucky enough to have them in my life for 30 some years, but 
to visually be there in their farmhouse where so much life was, you know, all the holidays and all the cousins and just growing up there and just watching them, you know, pass there. It just reminded me how important it is to live. My grandmother was such you know, such a Christian. She was always showing me Jesus's picture. And she's like, do you know who this is? Do you know who this is? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. But like, I understand that I didn't truly know who he was until I really like allowed him into my life. Like he took, you know, took my heart and everything in my life has become just a different eye-opening experience. And I'm sure you feel the same way. I look at things differently, much more deeper. I'm actually reading through Proverbs right now with a Bible study accountability group. So I love that you put iron sharpens iron in there, but it was like walk in the way of insight. And like, for me, it's like, that reminds me of how important it is to just not scratch the surface in life, like go deep, like really feel things, really look at things, be intentional and enjoy your life. And so um, talk to me a little bit about how, you got to this point, you know, five years ago, like what was the trigger point for you? Yeah. And, and so I'll give you a little bit of backstory before that too. So I, like I said, I'm like 43. So about 33, I had this almost like awakening where I was like, the hell am I doing? What am I doing? What am I like? What, what do I think this way? Why? Like all these things, right. Just questioning everything about me. And, uh, and there's, you know, like we grow up in certain situations that create a lot of baggage, a lot of uh, belief systems and, and a lot of these things that don't serve us. Right. So I kind of looked at a lot of stuff that I was carrying and I was like, why do I, why do I carry this stuff? And so I started reading books. I read a book called seven habits of highly effective people. And that book is awesome. In, in, in my opinion, the second greatest book right behind the Bible ever written. If someone is just looking to kind of find a way. And that led to me reading about 500 books over the course of a few years. And so through that course of reading these books and, and kind of awakening. One of the things in my path too was alcohol. Like my father was an alcoholic drink, literally drank himself to death. My both grandfathers had to quit drinking because they had drinking problems, like every uncle, brother, everybody. And so I looked at that and I thought it was like the elephant in the room of uh, what, what do I need to get out of my life in order to like go forward. And it was one thing that just didn't fit. You know, I think about building businesses and, and being the best father and being the best husband and, and all these things were, my example was a dad who had an alcohol problem, who was a terrible husband, a terrible father. And I was like, well, I'm going to remove this, right? I never have to worry about a DUI. I never have to worry about any of these things. Hey, Freebirds. I am so excited to announce that I have decided to do some one-on-one coaching. This is life coaching that gets you reconnected with your soul's purpose and how you were uniquely made and giving life to that purpose. You know that I always say that if everyone walked in their purpose and lived out their gifts, that it would be medicine for this earth. And I just know that from all the work that I've been doing, that this is my life's work and passion and purpose. And I am excited to work with you. If you're interested in this, you can go to the Wing It Rise Up Facebook page. There'll be a link in there to Coaching with Lindsay, or you can click the link that's in the description of this episode and all further episodes. I'm very excited about this new program and I'm excited to work with you all. So I, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to quit drinking 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And I got to 90 days. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'll never drink again. Right. And I was someone that like I partied in high school all the way till that. I worked in nightclubs from like 18 to 28. So like the one thing I definitely did enough of was, was partying and having fun. And I shared that partially because, 
you know, I didn't grow up in church. I wasn't a pastor's kid. I let it rip for most of my life. Right. And so um, it, it, I have a perspective of there's a, and I don't think people need to go, you know, like my son, it's funny, my son's 14 when he was first born, I was like, man, he's going to, I'm going to teach him how to get the girls and all these kind of things. Now I'm like, please God, let him meet the woman of his dreams in high school, let them be married and fall in love for all of their life. Right. It's a totally like, it's a different perspective because I know more today. Right. Like, and I, I joke with some friends of mine, I'm like, Hey, listen, I didn't get stupider. Right. You can look at the rest of the things in my life. They've, they've gone pretty well. So like, I would say that knowledge base and understanding base has grown. And that's why I'm such a, you know, powerhouse Jesus freak today. And so anyway, that led to that. I actually wrote a book called better than the binge overcoming the social obligation of alcohol. Okay. And, I, and I did that because I knew there's a lot of folks, especially business people or professional people that like, it's just one thing that just kept hooking into them. Like just something that was what you're know, like, they're struggling in their relationships or struggling in their health or they're struggling in, in like, their, their work life. And a lot of it had to do with like those happy hours leading to, you know, late nights leading to hungover, you know, those kind of things. And so I actually wrote a book, um, uh, in 20, so it got published in 2017. So like 2017 moved to Texas, which from Michigan. So I'm from Michigan originally, okay. which is like, just not really Christian. It's one of those like, Hey, we don't talk about religion. Right. And so that's most, probably most of society. And, and I'm definitely against that. And so, but I moved to Texas where everybody's like, hey, bless you, you have a blessed day. You know, just, just more Christian, right? And so we, we moved down here in the summer of 2017. And as the fall's kind of coming along, where it was getting closer to Christmas. And I realized my kids had no clue why we celebrate Christmas. My son was like a little bit of this, like, uh, he's like, yeah, some Jesus baby, something. My daughter, zero. I mean, it was Santa Claus and reindeer and snowman. And out of pride, I was in it, like ego. I was like, didn't want to be embarrassed. Right. I didn't want to have my kid be the kid that didn't has no clue, especially when everybody here, you know, these little kids will recite Bible verses. Right. And so uh, I, it was kind of put on my heart there out of, you know, God will use certain things in your life that to like nudge you. Right. And so um, even to, to what uh, I'll tell you another part of the story or two in a second. And so, it was on my heart out of pride to like, man, I said to my wife, Hey, maybe we should, maybe we should go to church. Maybe we should like, just like, yeah, I know we're not really into that thing, but it, you know, it, it couldn't be. And I've always loved positive stuff. I've loved Joel Osteen. I used to say, if you take the Christian crap out of there, this guy's got a good message. I've always loved just that positive message of, you know, Tony Robbins, all the, you name all the, all the guys. It, 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 I love that stuff. And so, but Christianity to me had this, stigma this taboo of like guilt and shame and you're not good enough and you know and, and so that's what i always thought and so like today i i think anyone that doesn't just love jesus and want to just run after jesus and live that life just doesn't know they just they're not aware of it right it's like right. i mean I, I could say sushi but you know there's i used to hate sushi and then now i mean that's my favorite thing to eat and i just didn't know right but there's also an acquired taste and part of that acquired taste, even as we're talking spiritually, is like coming to terms with certain things, right? If 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 um, you don't like self-improvement and if you don't like working on yourself, if all that makes you super uncomfortable, you're not going to like a walk with the Lord. Because part of that walk is that conviction that gets in your heart that says, hey, you got you to get rid of that. You got to stop talking about that. You got to stop. You know, there's some of those things and it's not about the rules 
but it's about a relationship, right? So if you and I decide to, hey, we want to date, right? We want to be in a serious relationship. You don't have to say, okay, but you can't cheat on me. Hey, you can't abuse me. You can't physically, you know, you don't have to say those things because out of relationship, I'm just going to do it naturally, right? And so, and and that's part of that walk with Jesus anyway. So that was on my heart. There's this woman I met, which I knew her, I saw her at the gym. So this is a little bit of the the only God story. Um, Who's good, pretty good looking. And so she she stood out. I, I, I would see her at the gym. She didn't know who I was. And I went to a concert with my son at Imagine Dragons. And guess who's sitting right next to me with her daughter? Was her. And I, and I kind of was like, maybe you go to the, we went to the same gym. We started chatting. And like Imagine Dragons, we're dancing, singing. So it's kind of a, a fast way to be friends. And so when I'd see her at the gym, we uh, we chat sometimes. And I didn't really have any friends here which because I just moved here. And because I don't drink, I don't like go sit at the bar and like watch the game. And so, so I'm a pretty much a homebody. But one day she asked me if I, she's like, do you believe in God? And I was like, hey, you know, I'm kind of a little bit more of a universe. You know, I believe in the power of these kind of things. And she's like, okay. And we, we, were, we were talking and she was just sharing some challenges she's having in her life, and which had to do with alcohol. And I was like, well, hey, you know, I wrote this book. Can I give it to you? So I gave her my book. And then I didn't see her for a long time. So Christmas had passed. Some time had went on. And then I was at the gym getting ready to leave one day and she's walking in. And I was like, oh, hey, I haven't seen her. I was like, hey, I was going. She's like, listen, I read your book, changed my life. It made me realize I was drinking too much and that drinking because my husband was drinking. And it was just like one of those like fight after fight. Like that, that just led to these things. And she's like, so I stopped drinking, got back with God. Like my marriage is awesome. Back in church, they're praying about you. I'm praying for your family. She's like, I see you in my church. I see you speaking in my church. I see you changing lives in my church. And I'm like, this lady's crazy. Like I haven't been to, I've been to church like three times in 10 years. And I was like, you know, one wedding and two funerals or something. And um, she's like, I brought you a book. And it was uh, a Jesus calling book, uh, just like a daily affirmation. I was like, oh, cool. But remember, this has been in my heart now because I was thinking this whole Christmas thing. My wife and I had agreed, like we should probably start like checking out churches. And um but the reality was, and this is, I say this for anyone that's not really a, a Christian, that's the part is like, most, if you're, you just, I just didn't know what Christianity was. I didn't know, like, I had this opinion about what it was, right? And, but I didn't know what it was. And so there, there's so much prejudice that can be put into it. It's not this club. And a lot of people that are in it that are like, like you mentioned, you're Catholic, grew up, but like it's you, you admit today that it's different than what you thought it was because you just, you just weren't fully aware. And so anyway, um, I had the book, threw it on my desk. And then the next day I sat down, it was a Friday morning. I opened it up and I started reading. And it and the first words were like, I've always been here, even when you denied me. And I had like a like a, a, a crazy experience. Like uh, a God just basically took control, showed me my entire life, took me all through every single thing. I should be dead, divorced, in jail, all the way back to a seven-year-old boy, me, who I remember thinking God forgot about me when my dad left, losing our house, all these things I had to move with my grandparents. And, and I remember I just thought, well, God must have skipped me because that kid's got it okay. That kid's got it okay. And so like I literally it took me back and I felt it like I was in that moment that I went the day I thought God just skipped over me. And then how the rest of my life looked of just selfish, not being a bad person, but just chasing the flesh, right? Chasing, chasing everything for the wrong reason. And so he showed me that. And he's like, look, I've always been there. You really ready to partner with me for the future. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what that means. 
but yeah, but I just know, hey, if the book said Buddha calling, uh, you know, Allah calling, I, I would have probably pursued that to Jesus calling. All right. I don't know what, I, I don't know any of that stuff. Right. And so like, I always looked at like, Jesus is this man and like, I'm a man and I don't bow down to another man. And But like, you know, you learn this stuff. And that's where I think a lot of alpha guys get disconnected from that path. And so I was like, man, so this is a Friday, right? And so it was the craziest experience of my life. I didn't tell my wife for six months because I would just, I didn't want her to think I'm losing my mind. I didn't tell anybody until a pastor I actually finally shared. He kind of explained a little bit to me, like the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. And um, so the next morning, my most Christian friend from back home in Michigan, Jason calls me at like 8 a.m., which is like on a Saturday morning. And we always call each other with a you know, he's, he's a doc. And so we'll have something like business related, whether it's like supplements or, Hey, what about this? Or some blood work about this or some, you know, hormone or something like that. Really. It's always like with a purpose. Right. And he was just calling small talking at like 8 AM. And I'm like, finally in my head, I'm like, what is this guy? Want? What, what are you calling me for? You know what I mean? So I'm, he's asking with the family. I'm actually asking about his, like trying to like extract something. And at the end of the call, I was like, man, you know, it's funny call. I was just thinking that you know, I really want to have a closer relationship with God. And he started screaming. And then I was like, well, like, was that the password? Was it like, Hey, let's see if we can get Adam to say, and he's like, he screams to his wife. You'll never believe what Adam just told me. He wants to have a closer relationship with God. She's yelling. I can hear his kids. yelling. He's got sticks screaming in the background. And I was like, dude, what's going on? And he's like, listen, man. he's like, I know this is going to sound weird, but listen, he's like, God woke me up this morning and told me to call you. He's like, you're heavy on my heart. I didn't know if I was calling like something happened to you know your family, something like these, like if I was calling to, you know, just to be there for you. And he's like, and God told me to tell you, don't worry about the rules, worry about the relationship. And he's like, I've known you your whole life. You're not a rules guy, but he's like, I've never met anyone that builds relationships like you. He's like, go after Jesus like you would anyone you really want to know. And I was like, hope. Okay. And so like that experience alone was just like. I was like, I would just be a fool to not pursue this. Right. And so I, I'm kind of a all or nothing, whether it's good or bad in my life. And so like, you know, whether it just, so I just went all in, started going to church and was crazy. So that I started going to that church that the friend of mine gave me the book fast forward six months. And I'm, I'm speaking, you know, working with their youth group, speaking at church, helping people change this, all the things that she saw, which was, which was pretty wild. And so it just took me on that journey and, and, you know, one of the the greatest things is, and it's, it's a journey. Like there's so much to learn, like reading the Bible, like to me, it's hilarious today when I read, I read scripture and it is 100% just, just so much more fruitful and divine than it was when I was like, just reading the Bible. But it's like, you have to try these things. You got to like get into it and get going. And what you have to do is let go of all the stigma, all the baggage, all the, it's not a, it's not a club. It's not this like check the box thing you do every day. Like it is a, it, it's a full living, breathing way of being. And, and when you do that through surrender, it's just, there's nothing better uh, than that. So that, that's kind of the, the story. And then it's just, you know, it's just grown, it's grown and exponentially grown. And just like, it's, you know, like I said, with being an entrepreneur and a business person and looking for things like being obsessed with finding a better way is eagerly seeking um, growth, right? Like we just can't, it's not in my spirit to be complacent in anything. My, my body, my fitness, my health, my, you know, my, my, my marriage is better today than it's been in 15 years. And, and it's because, you know, and my wife, it's fully, fully uh, to thank for that. But 
because it was just pouring into things like, how can I be better? How can I read more? How can I study more? You know, like I, it's those things. Right. And so like too often we don't do that with our faith. You know, like last night, yesterday I met with some friends who were watching the game and like, I got friends are jumping up and they're screaming and like, you know, the, the field goal goes missed and they're like crazy wild about it. And in my head, I'm like, why aren't you like that at church? Why aren't you like that about like, and so, and it's, it's a convicting thing and, and not a judgment thing, but like for me, I, I think the, the, the thing I want to be most passionate about because I know the power in it is my walk with the Lord. And, and that really, really exponentially changed even over the last six months. And then just seeing the fruit in my life, is just, I, I would feel boastful to even mention it all, right. Or even start mentioning it. And so um, that's a little bit of like how it started where we're at today. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts or questions that we no, can dive into it. certain ideas I, of it. There were a couple things that I took from that. Like one, if we were going back to, we'll start there with like the, the shame, the guilt, not fully understanding it. Like we weren't, like I wasn't getting it. In fact, I was not loving what I was getting. Right. So I didn't mm-hmm. want to go because I was like, and it wasn't like I wasn't, aware of Jesus. I wasn't aware of the Holy spirit. Like I, I understood that, but like, I didn't get it. Like it wasn't in my heart because I felt so much, uh, shame, guilt and all that, that you kind of sometimes get in a Catholic church. Like, I don't mean to sound like that. It's just that if you're still feeling that way, any church, any church, really, yeah, it could be any church, but like, for me, it was like in college, like if you didn't go to church, I felt like I was going immediately to hell. Like it was like, there was like this connection to like, you know, I would go and I wasn't getting like, I wasn't getting well, it was an obligation out of opportunity, yes. right? You're yes. going there out of, an opportunity. out of opportunity. Yes. And I think that we have to remember is, is people are actually to blame. And one of the blessings that I've, I, that God took me through way before knowing him is, you know, I'm in healthcare, right? Right. And so I have a, a telemedicine health optimization and I've been doing that for over 10 years. And so like, you know, I consult with doctors, people that we put on a pedestal. There's a lot of things that the number one people that request my advice are from doctors, right? right. And then it's as a business person, you start start doing businesses, start consulting and, and looking at other companies and realizing like they don't all have it figured out, right? So one of the things that I, I was able to see from a perspective standpoint, because perspective is everything. Um, if you lack perspective, you will lack visibility, right? And I always use the analogy of if I give you a, a square inch, it, you know, like the elephant thing of you don't know it's an elephant, so you zoom out and realize it's an elephant. And so I had a guy gave me a good perspective prior to coming to know the Lord about understanding like, hey, doctors don't all have it figured out. And then getting into business and, and, and meeting with other entrepreneurs and other business owners and things like that and realizing like every business owner, right? I know multimillionaires and, and you guys like that, that I was like, they don't all, they don't have it all figured out. And, and realizing because I didn't have it figured out either, but also when you look at pastors and churches, every pastor doesn't have it figured out. There's some guys that are running churches that are running from themselves, right? Or there's guys, they're so, they're so engulfed with like, you know, I, I'll use sin as a lack of a better term, but just like unhealthy things that they're like, well, I better just go get in church so I can hide from it. And so like those people sometimes are leading other people and they don't even know God. Right? right. And so it's like, I call them the, the entrepreneurs that guys are like, Hey, sign up for my course and learn my business stuff. And the, the dude can't, like they, they can't pay their bills. And the, like, they went to some, you know, some 
hodgepodge seminar that they're all fired up about and created some little funnel and, and now think they're like expert entrepreneurs. And so like, when people understand that, and like I didn't understand it because, you know, until I went through these, this journey in life. And so, and then you can realize like, not everybody's qualified, right? Like there's a lot of people, you know, you know, a lot of doctors, about half of doctors went to school so they could become a doctor. So they could like, cause they're really, really good at school. They didn't, weren't super passionate about health and wellness. If you look at America, if we wouldn't have a yeah. 70% obesity rate if everybody's passionate about health, right? That was going into healthcare. And, and look at a lot of providers too are not, you know, they should be in great shape. There's a guy who's like, I'm the doctor that lifts. I'm like, every doctor should lift weight. Like if you understand, you know, like, and so anyway, but, but looking at that from a, from a faith standpoint and looking at like uh, the pastoral path. And so like, that's kind of how I look at pastors. Like, are you, you actually live that like this full, full gospel lifestyle. And, and actually, like I said, my, I think before my, my pastor that is in Pittsburgh, I'd love to for you to, I'm, I'm right. coming there. I think next week. Yep. Um, that is that person. And that was kind of who I was seeking as like an entrepreneur. He's like, you know, like checked all the boxes instead of most, you know, some churches, it's all about sin and hell. Some churches, it's all about this wonderful God loves you no matter what you do. And then there's like, you know, the prosperity side. And then there's like this, you know, just uh, another in the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times those, those four, one of the four of those legs is missing. Right. And so if you don't know Christianity, you don't know it. And if you're, but there's just something about you. It's like, I don't know if that feels right. That guy sounds way too angry to, I don't want to go learn from him or the other person's like, this person sounds like that's too good to be true. I don't want to learn from it. It's so like our, our hearts will discern that stuff. Right. And I think that being able to like learn uh, the proper way of, of who Jesus is and what he came to do and what, how, what, where we stand in that path is so powerful to every aspect of our life. Yeah. And I was thinking too, like, as you were saying, like those divine plans, like you're sitting there and you're reading and you're like, it like almost like a take your breath away moment. Like I try to get people to understand that, you know, you'll have those big moments, but you can also feel that throughout your life when you're like, when I like read and I'm like, it's speaking right to me, or I'm hearing like the power of a verse and a song. Cause I'm usually always listening to my Christian music. Yeah, praise and worship. Yeah. My kids will be like again. And I'm like, again, you know, or whatever. every morning it's, it's part of my routine. Yeah. And, and I, I actually started running to Christian music because I mean, yeah. I mean, I how powerful is that while our heart is beating? Like, oh my gosh, it's the, it's like I the know. greatest thing. Like back in college, I would have been like hip hop all the way, which I still do. Yeah love all my kinds of music, but I feel like there's so much power in one of those runs where you're listening to, you know, your favorite worship songs and you're just yeah. having that, the feeling of that power in that moment. But I love that you brought that up, like that moment where it just like took your breath away. And for me, it came very much like, as I feel like a Holy spirit guide as my, you know, a bird that had come, like, it just, it really took my breath away. Like, I'd be like, I feel like I know that's my grandmother. Like, that's just like here with me. Like I just could feel. And the more I just followed little signs here and there, my life and my world have like completely opened up. Like I am totally feeling that peace that comes with, you know, why I'm here, that purpose, that passion, you know, that only can be planted from God. Like it's, it's, you know, it's like, I can't make up why I want to do these things. It's just like, it's like, I I've given myself to him. I've surrendered. And now it's like, it's going to happen. I, I know whenever I bring someone like you on a podcast, like 
the conversation is going to work out. Like it, it's going to be a perfect conversation because we're meant to talk. We're meant, you know what I mean? To have that connection. And I really believe in yeah, that. Spirit led. Yeah. Spirit led this divine plan. And I feel like so much peace comes from that, you know, like where, and just using my voice in any way, shape or form that I can, it gives me peace knowing that like, I will be leaving my children with something after I'm gone. Yeah. They will know who their mother was. They will get to, I forget. There's another, like one of the guys that talks about this. Oh, I think it was Eric Thomas, um, ET, the hip hop preacher. I'm not sure yeah, yeah. You know who he is, but yeah, he yeah, from Detroit. Like, that. like at least my kids will have this. I don't know how much longer I have, but at least they will have, because we all want to leave something, right? I mean, it's a generational yeah. thing. And yeah. like, if we do that, it'll bless our children, our grandchildren. Yeah. Right. And so we have the opportunity to, to make that change. And that's like, for me is go all in, right. I, I started a nonprofit, yeah. but it's called making shepherds. Um, and, and we'll talk about that another time, but doing all these things is everything I'm doing now is for the Lord. And, and it's, he's put that on my heart. You know, first, you know, the first step, and, and this is where with working with some guys, entrepreneurs that are similar to me, um, meaning like kind of the self-made, like came from nothing, beat the odds, underdog guys. A lot of them struggle. And when I have the ability to plug faith into it, it it's it changes the game. I'll explain why. So like I barely graduated high school at zero college. Right. I worked in like restaurants, bars. I had some guys that were like, Hey man, come work at this mortgage company. They're all like, you know, making money. They're regulars of mine. So I'm like, cool, I'll try it. I had a natural act knack for sales. Right. And so I, I did well. I was, I was successful, made more money than I ever thought I'd make. And, you know, had guys pouring into me, teaching me about these things. Um, but it was knowledge based. It was Adam doing it. And then it's like starting a business, building a business, growing these businesses and being in, in, just unqualified across the board, right? Like how are physician, the number one people that want my advice, these guys, guys like Tony Robbins is my business partner where, you know, we, we helped him launch Life Force and all these other things like super, like my superhero wants my, like I, I'm not qualified to do these things. And then what I realized is God's like, it's not you, it's me. I'm working through you. And then it's like, oh, and so teaching this to some other guys that struggle with that, there's a lot of athletes, like pro athletes are just like, they can't believe they're there. And, or like I said, are just super successful entrepreneurs. And they just don't. So they're waiting for the bottom to fall. Or it's like, I don't, I'm not qualified to marry my wife. Like, holy smokes, I married up. Right. And in these kind of situations, they're just like waiting because we come from a certain place and we think we don't deserve to be in this other place a lot of times. And when we plug God into it, realize you don't. The Lord's brought you here to use you, and God is God is the one doing all this. You're just you're just the tool, right? You're right. just the pen. Right. He is the author, right? And so when yeah. you surrender the need to write the book and just realize that you are only the ink, and He will apply it. It's like ah, it's like like you mentioned when we first started talking about like anxiety and and stress, like it all just starts going away, right? right. And if you have anxiety and stress. It's a sign that you're not surrendering and you have to surrender and get in your Bible and read all the promises, read all the goodness, read all the great things and realizing that like, if, if you're struggling in your, in your Christian walk, you, there's something you're holding back 100% of the time, the more you surrender and, you know, get going the other side of the Christian walk. I see, I see a lot of people struggle is taking, taking action, right? There's like, 
I'm going to just wait and pray in my closet. You're going to die in your closet. Praying. <laughs> you have to take action. What's the, I mean, the greatest book in the Bible is Acts, the actions of the apostles, right? He didn't, Jesus didn't say, stay right there and just stay in a room and pray. He said, go, go spread the gospel. So like guys like me, I'm spreading the gospel through business, networking, you know, doing these things. So God's like, I'll bless that. I mean, you know, he yeah. doesn't care about what car you drive. You want to live in a, you know, three, four million dollar house. God doesn't care about that. He doesn't care if you're in coach or first class. He created the universe, right? And so he's just going to bless you on the things that are on your heart as long as you're pursuing the things that are on his heart. If you're pursuing things for your ego, for your pride, for your selfishness, all these other things, God's like, all right, I'm hands off. Let me know when you're ready to come back, right? right. I think a lot of people lose connection with that or they judge somebody you know, like they see me roll up in your know, Rolls Royce at church and like, oh, this guy, all he cares about is money. No, absolutely. That's not that. That's not what I care about. But there's just things like that's a small minded, small thinking process right. that some people can have uh, when it comes to faith. And then that holds them back because God's like, man, I really want to use you, but you don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're qualified. You are going to hold yourself back. So God's like, let me know when you're ready, right? He's not going to force with it. Free will is the number one thing we have to understand about. God, and that's from the garden to today, right? Is is like he gives us free will to love him and to step into faith and do what he's put on our hearts to do. I love that. Our pastor talked about that recently. We were studying through the uh the book of Ecclesiastes, and he was saying about how we he didn't make us robots. He gave us, you know, the chance to an opportunity to experience him fully and go after and chase, you know, really what you want. He didn't make us robotic. I mean, so I, I love that. And I, and I, um, I love that you shared something about, you know, like the pastors and churches and how, you know, how they, you know, you have to find something that works for you, but I love that our pastor just recently, like yesterday, he shared how his first day at the Bible chapel, he was so afraid to pray. We're all, we're studying about prayer right now, the first couple of weeks of the year, and mm-hmm. how he was so nervous that he was going to mess it up, that he wrote it down and read it. And then two of the elders were like, um, we don't write down our prayers. We we speak from the heart. And if yours was too short. And I love that he shared something so real with us so that, you know, we're all just human beings here. Yeah, and we're only human. And we all like he was sharing that he was nervous. Like we're all nervous when we step into these things that we're called to do. And, you know, we're learning and we're growing and you said taking action. So you take action and you keep moving and taking that journey and just realizing that the joy is in that journey of learning and growing. And, you know, you know, I can tell that we're both, you know, the same as far as we want to continue our growth journey on everything, as far as fitness, family, faith, and just business, just all of the things. Like I want to experience it all. And I don't want to just be like scratching the surface in life. Like I want to be, you know, used for all the good things. And I just had a birthday last week. And one of the best things that came out of that was hearing from a bunch of family and friends. And one that said, Lindsay, God is using you for like a specific purpose. It like took my breath away. I was just like, there was no greater gift. That's all I needed. That's all I needed to hear. And it like, it just brings me to tears all the time when I think about it. Um, it we're, you know, one thing we forget is that God, so we're made in his image, right? And God is using us to express himself, express his love, right? So like as a Christian, I'm called to tell you about God's love for you, right? That's spreading the good news. 
on the other side too is is god puts things in our heart to build and, and create like look he didn't create this massive universe and all this beauty and sunrises all these things are right like there's things in our heart like that we can all look at a picture of we're all like oh that's awesome why it's in our dna our our, our father our creator put that there i don't care what you could be an atheist a buddhist uh islamist we can look at things like sunsets why do you think that's there it isn't like no one told you oh hey when you're a kid remember that sunsets are beautiful remember that these you know baby little baby deer prancing like no one hates that right because it's in our hearts it's in our dna to, to, to care about these things and the reason i say that is because god wants to express himself through us so either we surrender this vessel and say do it have, have your way have your way whatever you want and he's going to help build those things. And it's usually going to align with your heart. If your heart's good, if your heart's bad, right? And your heart's evil and your heart wants to hurt people, God's not going to use you. But if your heart's great and your girl's like, man, I love everybody. I want to love people. I want to bless people. I want to lead people. I, I, I fully surrender. God will do that exponentially in your life. And it's happening right now too, more, I think, than ever in time. Um, and it's, we just, we're seeing it. We're seeing God move. And it just requires this, this, surrender as a person as a family as a as a nation and we'll see massive massive moves of god and we just have to keep doing it we have to live right you know like not not judging but also like hey you know if jesus was standing right here am i am i representing him to the fullest because when i'm not you know like i'm guilty of swearing um but i'm not calling people names or i'm not tearing people down you know there's a difference sometimes too but like we're called to to be, there's a saying like, you know, that we may be the only version of Jesus or the Bible anyone ever sees. And so they see the cross on my neck and I'm screaming at somebody in traffic. They might, oh, those Christians, those, those hypocrites, you know, so like we have to also watch. It's a responsibility, but through the Holy Spirit and through like that surrender of, then we surrender hostility, we surrender frustration, right? And that's where we find that peace that only comes from God. And that's where that anxiety goes away and the fear goes away and all these kind of things where you're just like, you become this, this stable ground human being. And then guess what happens? Everyone else becomes attracted to that because they're like, why are you so calm? Why are you so nice? Why are you so peaceful? Why are you so happy all the time? And I'm like, well, let me tell you, I got Jesus. Let me explain right. what that looks like. And and that's what that light that he calls us to be. And it's a, it's a, it's just a powerful thing. And you just keep doubling down all in, all in, whatever right. it is, post Post about your faith, share your faith, talk to a stranger, tell someone to bless them, ask them if you can pray for, you know, like when we go out to eat, I, our servers, like, hey, is there anything I can pray for you for? Right? Like where I would have been scared to freaking death to do that two years ago. I would have been scared to raise my hand during, you know, praise and worship because what are other people thinking? I'll never forget. A friend of mine's like, Adam, if you're worried about what other people are thinking about you while you're praising God, you got to focus on that first. I was like, dang, I felt super convicted, but it's important. Yeah. Um to just let it rip and open up on our walk so that God can fully use us um, in this life. I understand that. Yeah. And like, you know, we're both passionate about our health and wellness and taking care of ourselves. But, and I think, you know, faith is a huge part of what, um, you know, lowers your stress and anxiety. Like it makes you lighter and you're a light and people are, you know, attracted to that. They're like, why are you you know, how are you just going about, like, you've got four kids, you're trying to do all these things. And like, and people are probably like, how is she doing it? Well, I am just doing it because I, I have peace. 
I know Jesus. I know that I'm called to do this work. Uh, it's scary, but it excites me. This is what I try to tell my listeners. Like if it's calling you, even if it's scaring you, if it's exciting you, especially if so, it's for you. And you should go after those things that are calling you because they're, they're, they're meant for a purpose, greater purpose. It's going to grow you. It's going to lead you. And it's like, it's, it, you know, for me, it's like, it, you know, I love a good challenge and I, and I know that, you know, I'm made that way for a specific reason. And, and I, and I love going after those things. Like they light me up. And I think that part of the things that I talked about in the last podcast about getting urgent about your fitness, your faith, like taking care of yourself and like going after the things that you want, it's like those things that are calling you, you know, it's scary to think that, you know, I started a podcast a little over a year ago and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> But I was like, I'm going to get on here. I'm going to share my journey and I'm just going to keep talking and keep sharing it, asking great people to come on, having amazing conversations. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was excited about it. And it's a good challenge. It's growing me. I'm sharing good messages and I don't know. So that's what I try to encourage my listeners to do and open their heart and mind to all of the things so they can experience life like this as well. Yeah, especially when you invite God into it. Even thinking in the beginning of like the first apostles, you know, and they, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And look, you look at their lives, right? Like guys like Paul, head chopped off, Peter, right? So like you and I talking like, hey, do you want to get your head chopped off? No. But <laughs> when I think of who are we, think of all of the people in, in history of time, all over history and time. And think of like, we're still talking about Paul and Peter. And John, right? Jesus, of course. But think of these other people. These are just people, right? Jesus was, you know, God coming to his son. Uh, That's different. People, just John, Paul. We're still talking about today who went out, let it rip for 30 years, didn't care about the consequences, followed what was on their heart for, for, you know, for God. And like, it was scary, right? They're chased out of town, stoned, thrown in prison. To, to spread the gospel and thank God we live in a world, or at least, you know, this country um, at a time today when that doesn't happen for us sharing that faith. Right. And that like even more that should inspire us to like, let it rip, you know, and have, and, and being fearless, knowing like God's got me, like anyone who's like, I always think like some, or if people ask me, hey, well, you know, what's if someone doesn't want to work with you because you know, you're open about your faith in Christian. I don't care. I don't care if you're Muslim, but like, I'll work with, I love you. I got no, no problem with any of that stuff. He's like, but a lot of people are like, well, you know, I don't want to share my faith because someone might get offended. No one should ever be offended by your faith. They should actually be inspired that you have the confidence and courage to share your faith. You don't have to push it on somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's, that's going to be growing right now too, in, in our country, especially. And I'm excited about that. And I hope that, you know, that inspires any faith-based listeners to like, to, to do that, start a small group, start meeting with people regularly, start creating commitments um, to, to, you know, how you can serve God more. And then God just starts doubling. What do you can trust you with? Right. It's in the Bible. The three talents is one of them. That's, you know, the guy that just buried the, the buried, you got the money from, from the master buried it to keep it safe. The other two multiplied it. The guy that buried it got tossed out, right? The, the two guys that that went out and multiplied it for the master, which is like our job to multiply our gifts to, for God, was, you know, given more responsibility, more opportunity, right? He was given much, much responsibility. And also he who does well with much gets more, right? And so some people like, 
just not seeing that hockey stick in their life. Are you playing small? Why are you playing small? Right. And, and, and looking at if you're start, start by not playing small with your faith. And then what happens is you'll get so encouraged that you'll play big in other areas of your life and rooted in God and, and have massive success. That is amazing. And that is exactly the message that we should leave on. Since I know I told you I would only take an hour and it's getting closer to our hour since we had a little bit of an introduction uh, before we got started, but that is so beautiful that, you know, that message and I will be replaying that. And I just feel like that was such a, you know, a divine conversation meant to happen, meant to keep, yeah. keep sharing. And really, I loved everything that you said. It, it's even helpful for me as a believer and as, you know, someone that goes hard after Jesus, it's just always good reminders for me too, that, you know, when I'm holding myself back a little bit, or when I feel like I'm unequipped to do something, that's just a good reminder too, for me as well. So thank you. Oh, I really, I really that. appreciate that's that. Wonderful. Yes. And will you tell everybody like where they can find you? I know you're on social yeah. media and also um, I'll have that in the description as well so that people can. Yeah. So my name is Adam Lamb, L-A-M-B. Um, and Instagram, it's Adam Lamb, Adam Lamb 33 is usually my handle on all my things. So feel free to come find me, reach out. Yeah, ask because then they can reach can out about your um, nonprofit making shepherds, right? So I... Yeah you know, you can always share more information about that with me as well. And I can add that to my podcast group and, you know, share on my pages as well. So that was awesome, awesome. Adam. I love that when we just met quickly on a call and I was like, come on here and let's talk about it. It was an amazing conversation and just a ton of great information for everybody to continue to open their hearts and minds uh, to Jesus. And um, yeah, and you can reach out to either of us anytime. We're always happy to talk, you know, so Thank you, Adam. I really, really appreciate that. And everybody, don't forget to be free, be you, and wing it. Rise up. Thank you for tuning in to the Wing It and Rise Up podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. This is the Wing It and Rise Up podcast.